welcome to episode nine of Journeys Adrift. If some of you noticed, we did not release an episode or two episodes last week because we never streamed last Tuesday. That is because I, Syrup, had a death in the family, so we decided uh, to, at a very short notice, skip our session. Um, So I appreciate all of your understanding. Everybody has been super sweet about it. But I wanted to take that opportunity and say, if you're not following us on Twitter, which is at Waffles Maple, it's probably the best place to stay up to date with our going-ons and when things like this kind of come up last minute. So if you want, go check us out at Waffles Maple and follow us and be up to date and be super cool and talk to us and say how we're doing and how much you love the show. (laughs) Or if you want, you can also use super cool hashtags like hashtag WMS fan art if you have any fan art of the show to share and we want to make sure we see it and we want to share it with the world. So definitely make sure to use the hashtag so we can show it off because y'all are amazing and we love you. And on that note, let's roll that beautiful bean footage. Just kidding. Let's listen to my brother. <laughs> Last time on Journeys Adrift, an adorable enemy entered the fray. And you watch as this little skittermander comes climbing up on his back. Adorable. He's got a laser sword? Oh, so cute. Yeah, guys, guys, don't be fooled by the cute. Zeha made diplomatic moves. Hand it over. And you go to the other side. They're going to search wherever you are. I'll take it over here. Make me a diplomacy check. Does he hand away his firstborn uh. child? Dr. Len had a slight miscalculation. You watch your needler shot flying through. Ping! You hear it click off one of his, like, metallic parts. Doesn't stick in. And you watch the lights from him fade. Well, I'm going to get sued for malpractice. And subtlety was tossed aside. Zeha, does he have anything? Yes. <laughs> subtle, folks. Super subtle. <laughs> Smooth. Now, let us begin. Boom. I will we get better and better at that transition. Heck yeah. <laughs> All right, Waffles. We're back. All right. That's me. Is it you? Are you Waffles? Who are you, really? I've always known he was an imposter. No. But it's me. Uh, so we left off with the world's turn on the turn tracker. You guys are telling the Farron to crawl out this little hole that Aizen cut out of the window. And he begins to do something. He begins to kind of very slowly like get his body up and trying to ca- crawl out the hole. The first hand through is the black box hand uh, trying to get on the other side. And Moat is waiting with a held action to attempt to steal this thing. I'm sorry, but just what an idiot. <laughs> He trusts you. Guys. Oh. No, the Farron. No, dude, sticking the box out first. Why does ah. he trust me? <laughs> I went up to him and I was like, give me the box. And he was like, nah. And I was like, all right, go out this window yeah. instead. <laughs> and both you and both you and Nanal were like, does he have anything, Eisen, in his hands right now that is worthwhile? And it's like, okay. Look, to, to be fair, to play back this whole situation, what is going on and what this guy thinks has happened thus far is a bunch of people got shot out in front. Aizen, the bodyguard that was waiting out front, was able to make it into the room first. And now somebody else has come through the door. He doesn't know that this somebody else is with you guys. Mm-hmm. So he is he thinks people are infiltrating and you're trying to get away. He doesn't know Dr. Leonard Tetsu is with you at all. 
and he's going to be real surprised. Dr. Lin walked into the room. Dr. Lin walked into the room and announced himself. He's like, hey, uh, is anybody here? (laughs) Yeah. Where is everybody? Are you dead? The doctor's in. Um, (laughs) Time to practice medicine. All right, Mo. Wow. Uh, So you said sleight of hand, correct? It will be a sleight of hand check to try to jack this black box from with the inspiration or hero point or whatever it is from uh from good old len over there what is the uh thing is that a second roll yeah you can decide to use it after your roll if you wish before you know if you succeeded or failed keeping it oh yo yeah that's pretty good (laughs) 21 sure you don't want to re-roll that you should re-roll that you don't could get a natural 20. i could get a natural 20. I got a 5% chance to get a better roll. You, Honestly, it's worth you it. You got a natural 19. No. I'm so impressed. You have a 10% <laughs> chance to not get a worse roll. Yeah, something bad's going to happen now. True. By the way, he gets a um, a natural automatic plus two because his token blends in with the background of the grass, as we found out last Because he's, he's so tiny that these little grass blades are covering <laughs> most of his body. I literally keep not finding his token. It was Even pretty funny. at him. Yeah. Moat's a little person, but yeah. Okay, uh, this Varen begins climbing out the window with the help of Aizen who cut the holes. They are kind of backing him up. The orc lady with the big gun backing him up. He begins climbing out. He gets half of his body and his arm out. And Moat, you are able to grab the black box from him. He kind of looks over and he's like, what the? He like looks back through the window. He's like, there's some, there's someone out here. They, they got the box, and he's like struggling to get out of the, the window. The mask winks. <laughs> uh, he spends the rest of his turn to drop out of the window, prone, and then stands up. Oh my god! And I am blocking the hole, correct? Because I used my step up action to immediately fill the space. Enter invisible roof people. Stage left. <laughs> <laughs> With that, the rest of the world's turn is going to keep going. Uh, the orc lady is gonna step up. And she's like, move. I, look, I got to get to him. And she uh, begins to level her gun and it begins whirring up towards the window. Oh, dear. I, I happen to move incorrectly. <laughs> We're just doing the mirror thing. I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Nanal <laughs> uh, is going to sidle up to the other side of you on the window. Aizen uh, glances out, sees that Moat has the box and keeps playing scared at this point. Mm-hmm. Can I free action say something? Sure. I'm just gonna tell like the orc lady. By the time you get that gun set up, he's going to be go- long gone. Let I'm faster. Let me get through. Or or Eisen, get through. He's he's in the way. I'm just and like she's she's basically holding the gun to like the side of the window right now, trying to aim at Moat. Uh, but Eisen's okay. the one in front of the window hole, so. Okay, I thought yes. she was like like going to push Aizen out of the no, way and no. shoot like kind of a thing. So I was just like, it's cool. I, I stand by what yeah, I For sure, for sure. <laughs> uh, with that Aizen, it is your turn. So I have basically wasted her turn, correct? Uh, for the most part, she leveled a gun and it started whirring. You don't know like how like what kind of actions that is and stuff, but right, right. Um, she she is whether she's holding an action or not, you don't know, but she's done. Right, right. In that case, I will fill the spot. Like, I will, I'll say, uh, I, I can fit through. It's fine. Uh, I can shape my body better. You can't really try to fit through that hole with that gun the way it is right now. Then cut so it I'm bigger. Gonna, we don't have time for that, not if they stole the box. And I'm just gonna, like, 
fill the space even more and like try to walk through as the- Are you going through? Yes, because I also am worried about Moat getting attacked by these invisible people. So if like I can provide like some additional backup, I'm going to try to do that. So I, I am now trying to get through the hole, but also blocking the orcs view even more now because just of my nature of being a giant rock man. Okay. Are you trying to actually get fully through the hole? Yes, but still block her vision enough to be a pain in the ass. Okay, you can basically spend your entire turn to get through the hole and stand up. Yes, thank you. Okay, so you get through the hole, kind of stand up. <laughs> For intents and purposes, we'll say you're like very squished between this Farron and the window. Yes, uh, if possible, I'd like to like do the whole bodyguard thing and like squish him, even though he's like looking for the person, be like, we don't know who's out here, you need to be safe. And like try to like protect him in that bodyguard way, since Ninal has specifically told me to protect him. So you want to squish him to the window? Yes. Okay. Show that I'm actually, like, trying to do the job seriously, even though it's making his life more difficult. Sure. Yeah, I'll allow that. So you you get out, and he's so, like, flabbergasted at just what happened and trying to get up and stuff that you're able to kind of roll over him, push him up against the window, and now you're on the other side of him? Yes. All right. Tetsu. So far, going so well. Can't wait to see how it fucks up. <laughs> it's about to fuck up, I think. Tetsu, not knowing what's really going on, is just, like, sprinting after Len into the room, and he's gonna basically come in, and I assume as he kind of gets, like, here-ish, he sees people and just starts veering to the left to catch up to Nanal and figure out what's going on, because he hasn't had a chance to check his phone, because he was slightly busy. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, you come sprinting through. That's your. You basically <gasps> use an action and then your standard action to run a, to move again. Uh, at this point, you guys watch the orc kind of turn around and says, One of them's coming. And she levels her gun to Tetsu. <laughs> oh, shit. Moat, it's your turn. Not exactly sure how to handle, but assuming that he's seen as an enemy or third party at this point, they, it's been a while. They begin to clutch the black box. The mask, as they hold it up, has a big grin on it and kind of the eyes cut over at uh, Eisen and the gentleman who so very kindly, Farron, so kindly delivered this straight to Moat's tiny little hands. And in Farron's head, he hears, thanks for the delivery. And Moat just in the other direction, withdrawing, going <laughs> 50 feet, just trying to get towards any sort of back alleys anywhere they've seen that is just somewhere away from here. Uh, a wasp will follow, um, beginning to fly after him, them. As an update, kind of an update on the situation, one, you can run in a straight line for four times your speed if you would rather do that. <laughs> two, you have been told that if anything were to go wrong, like if Ninal was to be left, that you should go to the Dreamer's Lodge. Your call if you just want to go to an alley or I'm just reminding you of that information since you weren't here last week. But yeah, you can run. You can go to the Dreamer's Lodge. By the way, though, I'm trying to remember, is this something that we texted about like prior to this going down in terms of like for what what Moat should do with the box? Like, did I vaguely remember saying, no. like, thinking about going back to the starship, but I did tell you that it has to be plugged in at the very least. Yeah, that's what I remember is it, it was told that okay. you basically told Moat that this box couldn't survive for a long time on no power kind of thing. And 
that they should steal it. Okay. Uh, speaking of, just for the sake of the audience, can we describe the box again? Like, what is its dimensions? Yeah, it's a, uh, think, like, twice the size of a terabyte, like, external hard drive. Kind of, like, twice the thickness, twice the length kind of thing. It's it's not huge. It's, like, a, it's uh, like the middle part of a Switch is what I'm imagining. Like, the screen without the controllers <laughs> of a Nintendo Switch. But it's uh, pure black, kind of shiny black metal. And then just running over it are these cacophony of like rainbow colors. Like you'll see a light blue circuit go. And then on a different line, like where the blue one ends, it comes up to a different spot and through a different line of purple. And then where that one ends, it starts a red one that goes to a different spot. And it just, these circuits just dash around on top of it. Okay, now I really want this hooked up to our ship. Yeah. (laughs) And then before Moat goes running in a direction, uh, he does know because he's the one who spotted them that at these two corners are where the invisible people are. Above the dragon skeleton skull and the two fennec foxes, I guess, is where yes. those like, invisible guards were. I'll draw two little yellow circles for you guys. Just so that he knows when he's running in which direction where to like, where he needs to just be wary of. For sure. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting point because I'm not sure which direction is the best run at this point. Honestly, away from the building is probably going to be best, so I'd say Mo would probably run pretty much straight towards the street. Okay. Good. If we can't see him, they can't see him. <laughs> okay. It's a good thing Mo isn't wearing a really obvious yellow overalls and a brightly lit mask. <laughs> yeah, and an LED mask, yeah. Go to dark mode. Is Go to dark mode. Um, you're, the, you're the best person to have out in the woods for hunting or something. All right, Zeha, it's your turn. Okay, so looking at Tetsu, I like kind of like open my eyes wide and I like reach one of my arms out towards Nanal and I raise my mercy pistol, which I believe I still have, and I kind of level it towards Tetsu. One arm reaching out to sort of like a, you know, half protecting uh, Nanal, one arm pointed at Tetsu. I say, Nanal, stay behind me. Look, let's let's try to catch him up front. And then I point like let's let's try to cut him off or something like that with Nanal. And I kinda say that towards the oak orc lady too. Oak lady, the oak lady. The I oak lady. <laughs> and so I start taking this like cautious couple of steps forward, going around Tetsu, and I just say, like, your friend has the box, so just back off. <laughs> okay. Give me a deception check. Hold on, I'm going to make a sense mode I just, check. Okay. I, yeah, I'm going mean, to make one too, because I, I feel like no Glenn has... Yeah, on. same. Sure. I rolled a nat one. Oh, that's great. I didn't hear yeah. shit. Um, uh, also, you guys heard me say, like, let's try oh. to cut him out off at 26. front. Like, I'm trying to push you guys that way as well. Okay, at least Dr. Lynn knows what's going on. Uh, what corner. do I need to do? <laughs> a bluff? A bluff check? Yes, yes, yes. I keep calling it deception. It's bluff in Starfinder. <gasps> a 19. Does a nat one Very nice, it? very nice. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Tetsu, you are completely confused. I'm going to say that, like, you still trust, not yeah. fully trust Zeha, but, like, you you know that she's not an idiot. And you, you're just confused. Like, with your nat one, you're just, what? Friend? Huh? Uh, Dr. Lin, you get what she's trying to do completely. You, like, understand the code behind this. 
if I see that like Tetsu has is kind of giving me this dumbfounded expression, I'll use the other two arms now that I'm like standing kind of in front of the orc lady to like shoot Tetsu like in front of me. So like he can't see. <laughs> go, go. <laughs> but that was okay, so it's a movement to go. I'm just gonna keep moving, like steadying my gun, and then as I do so, I'm like acting the most foolishly brave like person ever as I like walk up to this quote unquote enemy, but I'm placing myself between the gun and Tetsu. And I told Nanal to follow. As you're placing yourself there, you hear, get out of the way. Are you going to go? There's no need to get hurt to Tetsu. Tetsu looks up and goes, what, where, where do I go? He's really smart, guys. There's a very big gun here. You're going to back off. This is like, I'm yelling, Dr. Len, like I'm sure that you could cut in as well if you- I I just point to Nanal. <laughs> yeah, Len's still like, he realizes what she's trying to do, but if she's trying to pin us as the bad guy, he doesn't want his face seen. So <laughs> he's going to say like from around the corner, Jeremy, the, the jig's up, let's get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> oh man Jeremy Tetsu's like who's Jeremy <laughs> Man we're in a gangster like main room Just stolen AI And you have a jellyfish Calling a unicorn Jeremy It's a uh, peak Starfinder. I'm ready <laughs> I also low key took all my willpower To not say get the foxes and go Because I want those panic foxes But that's fine <laughs> Out of character we'll be I've been thinking this. about it <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. God, I don't have a way to do this. Okay, hold on. Is her gun something I could? I feel like I could remotely operate by any chance? She pulls the trigger. What is your uh, criteria for remotely operating something? Uh, one operable device. Uh, sorry, technological device. Gotcha. Give me an engineering check real quick. Oh, goodness. Ooh, a 20. That's not bad. Uh, yes, you you hear it whirring. You kind of like you catch just like on the backside the battery pack attached attached to it. You don't see a long like line of bullets in it. Uh, you get the sense it is a technological weapon and not a analog weapon. Okay, 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 okay. So I use my movement, and if I need to be like a little bit further back, that's fine. I wasn't quite sure how close I could get. I'm gonna use my standard action, still focused on Tetsu. So, like, as she says, like, get out of the way, I step out of the way. Uh, let's do kind of, like, this way so that I, um, Nanal can still kind of be behind me. And then I kind of close my eyes, picturing the giant-ass turret gun ridiculousness that this, this orc has. And my headband lights up, and the hands in front of me that are not occupied, that I was shooing Tetsu away with, kind of, like, mimic holding this ridiculous thing and i'm going to try to turn it off okay i'm gonna read you this whole spell thing because i know it's wild holographic duplicate of the target's controls appears within your reach if the target has no controls the spell fails as part of concentrating on this spell it is concentration myself and only myself can use these hollow controls to operate the target as if i was able to touch it i don't know that there there is a save effect spell spell resistance yes but to the device no 
there won't be a spell resistance to the device. That'll be for like magical items and stuff. Mm-hmm. What I'm gonna tell okay. you is with your engineering check of 20, what I'm gonna tell you is that you can turn it off. It can easily just get turned back on on her turn uh-huh. and probably shot within like the same six seconds. You understand that with your engineering check. Okay, I thought it, it doesn't like take time to like whir up again. I'll say with your engineering check, you I, maybe you've been told about this in your family. Maybe you've operated one before just because they're cool. Uh, these turret guns have two different modes. And basically, whirring them up is like a, a ready action to set them in automatic mode uh, to just blast. And she okay. can also fire two single bullets out of it if she wants. And she wouldn't have to okay. whir up for that. That said, I will say with your controls and just, I think it's kind of cool with how the spell works. If you really wanted to do it in attempt to hold the trigger from being pressed, like hold, like Ooh. hold it up, like you're a manual lock on it. I will, I will do a check against a check on her turn. Okay, Ooh, hell yeah, because I guess if yeah, if this doesn't have like these controls, yeah. So I'm kind of, I'm turned away from her. I have her the guns control like system right in front of me. And I'm trying to kind of hide it from her, though Tetsu probably sees it completely clearly. Yeah, and that's what I'll try to do. I'm just going to, whatever she's doing, I'm going to try to negate it. I'm going to like, yeah, I like it. Let's do it. Okay. Dr. Lin. I'm glad you like it. (laughs) Dr. Lin. (laughs) Come on in, buddy. The water's fine. Does it look like Tetsu is like (laughs) starting to turn around, like to leave? Or is he standing there, hands up in the air? Tetsu's probably like he he's not a he's confused at Zeha and is like looking at her and then like kind of glances your way but mostly like back at them and Nanal. He doesn't know what's going on. He he points both of his like tentacles towards the door like in a very go gesture <laughs> and then like just loudly says, "I'm hot footing it out of here" and just books it. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna go down. Maybe can I get up like to the computer table station with the rest of my movement? Yeah, for sure. Uh, not your whole movement. That would be a move yeah. and a standard, but that'd be, that'd yeah, be that's like a double move, basically. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's all I want to do. I just can't uh, wait we'll till we find out that Tetsu's the kind of guy that just doesn't read lips. Like, you know, he's that one guy that's just like, what? That, that's <laughs> me. That's lips. me in real life. <laughs> I, I can't read lips. Before, at the end of Dr. Len's turn, Aizen would like to use a free action to call out to Nanal and say, Am I calling the call to take us to the embassy, or are we going right back to the to the lift for the station? This place is compromised. Where are we going next? She kind of looks through the hole. She's like, uh, We can... We'll notify the Starfinder Society and the stewards. So she wants us to go back to the to the building that she said originally, if, if things went wrong. The, dream, the Dreamer's Lodge, it seems like she's trying to get you to go there. Got it. Uh, in that case, I'll do something when it's my turn. It is the world's turn. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> uh, the world's turn. The How's that hero point? Orc lady is going to attempt to fire, attempt to whirl up the gun and do a full attack action. Not like automatic, but just a full attack action. Just two bullets at <laughs> Tetsu. Hit me. Hit me. Oh, God. Come on, you don't. You won't do it, Waffles. I'll let you decide. I'm going to need two checks from you, either athletics or sleight of hand. One for each bullet. Athletics or sleight of hand. Let's go sleight of hand. Yeah, you definitely strike me as an athletic person. 
Oh, 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 oh. Like, come on. I'll, I'll tell you my two rolls. Uh, nice. nat- natural 18 and a natural 13. Okay, well, the first one's an 8. Okay, so the first shot is going out for sure. <sighs> All right. That's and a 24. There you go. Okay. Interesting. Saved so you, him one bullet. You watch her, like, lower this gun towards Tetsu, like, very, like, on her hip, just lowering it. You see her pull the trigger, like, pull the trigger twice, just pew, pew. The second one locks, and she, you see her, like, glance down. She's like, what the? And so she's, like, pulling it, and you feel, like, through your controls, you can feel, like, the trigger attempting to be pressed, and you're just sitting here holding it, like, we'll say with your, like, middle finger and your thumb, just trying to, like, hold it up. You're basically a manual lock to it. I, I like to think that the first one, like, goes through before Zaha, like, catches herself, and she's like, fuck, and she, like, <laughs> sticks her thumb to block it. Tet- like, no, no, Tetsu's no, no. slowly <laughs> starting to turn towards Len, like, maybe I should leave. Let's see, let's see, does it hit? You watch this very large laser blast come out of one of the rotating turret heads, and does a 21 hit your EAC? Oh, Oh, yeah, no. yeah, sure does. Sure does. You take seven you fire damage. Okay. Ooh. <gasps> you you watch as Tetsu turns and poof, ah, betrayal. <laughs> Are you out? Right on the ground. Yeah, he's down. There's Tetsu oh, is I down. Can't do anything about that. I mean, it didn't any go anywhere near like crazy negatives or anything to kill me, but like he's down. Yeah, Doctor Lin, you hear a shot go off. That's all I'll tell you. Um, Eisen, it's your turn. Uh, uh, can we take this quick opportunity to kind of review outside of Dr. Len's needler gun healing? What does Starfinder in- entail for like situations like this for like uh, stabilizing? Okay, so first aid, you can stabilize a dying creature and keep it from losing any more resolve points with a successful DC 15 medicine check. So it's DC 15 medicine to stabilize someone. Uh, you don't need like a healing kit or anything any sort of healing period that would bring someone up, kind of like D&D, will keep them from losing resolve points and heal them to one. Stabilizing leaves them at zero. The creature itself can also use resolve points. So there's basically three different areas to this, in my opinion. There's dying, there's stabilized, and there's attempting to get back in the fight. If you're dying, you can spend resolve points to stabilize. You have to spend uh, one quarter of your resolve points. A minimum one, a max of three. I think most of you have four or five right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you'd have to spend at least one. Actually, probably one for all of you because it's Starfinder rounds down. So you have to spend one resolve point to stabilize. If you're stabilized the next turn, you can spend a resolve point to recover to one HP. Now remember, if you have zero resolve points while you're dying, you die. That makes any sense. Well, there are checks right. for death, correct? I think. No, no. If you can't, if you cannot spend resolve points to stabilize, you die. Okay. okay. Res- resolve points are your checks. They're they're Got it's it. it's more Thanks. of a uh, monetary game than a chance game. Okay. Uh, with that, eyes and turn. So, Ninal decides not to move. Does she look like she wants to come to where I am? Like that's my thing. Is I can't necessarily. Oh leave yeah, Ninal yeah. Hold on. In she's, there. she's on the world's turn. Um. I will say that upon her seeing Tetsu go down, she gives you a look. Uh, give me a sense motive check. With my minus one sense motive, oh dear. <laughs> Ten? That's actually not too bad. That's not bad. She gives you a look that has something to do with the Farron in front of you, and then begins to run towards Zeha. Oh, she double-tapped me. she did something before he was shot. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
I... Okay. Alright. Right. Sorry, I, I'm just... Aizen, like, takes a moment, and I'm taking a moment to, like, feed that through my brain. For sure. <laughs> processing? Processing? I'm supposed to do a thing. Reminder for anyone that wants to, not, not saying you need to at all, but if you ever want to drop an initiative, you can. Well, I, I'm also sure. concerned that, like, these invisible people are going to go hunt Moat down and murder him. As a GM, I will also say uh, I probably should bring attention to it. I'm bad at that because I, for some reason, my brain expects you guys to know. It's been two world turns, and these things have not moved. That's fair. I mean, yes, they haven't moved, but, like, they may have been waiting for this exact moment in which the box left the building. They can definitely move now, but I'm just, I'm just saying it's been two world turns and they haven't moved thus far. And they haven't moved this world turn. They haven't moved since they showed up. I bet you they're giant red herring and Moat was just fucking with us. <laughs> <laughs> or they're uh, like part of like the team that was supposed to come in that got knocked out when the uh, computer chick got knocked out because she was controlling them. But anyway, seeing that and while the Farron is kind of busily... What is the Farron doing actually? What, what was his turn this once? Like, what did he do? Oh yeah, I, man! I was so worried about killing Tetsu <laughs> that I didn't do the Farron or Nina. Uh The Farron actually the he's worst. up, so he takes a full round. Uh, actually, he can't take a full round action because his gun's stupid. Uh, he <laughs> he is going to attempt to move away from you. So if you wish, take an attack of opportunity. Instead of an attack of opportunity, if he's if he triggers an attack of opportunity, so to speak, can do you have to take an attack or can you do like a grapple? Can you like try to hold him back? That's a good question. Let me look it up real quick. <laughs> Because that's what that's what I'm like trying to do. I'm trying to play like the the bodyguard, stay down, whoa, Mr. Whoa, President. Whoa, whoa, like, and like, like yeah. yeah, 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 or just something like, I got this. Yeah, like I'm gonna make the call and say that attempting to grapple people and such is like Pathfinder 2E, and it is an attack. I don't think it is, but I'm gonna make that call. Mm-hmm. So does that mean I can do it as a reaction? Like Yeah, because uh, reactions, you can, you may take an attack of opportunity. It's, you may take a special melee attack against this person. Okay. Then, then yeah, I, I'm just trying to, like, I'm not trying to hurt him or harm him. I'm literally just trying to put my body, like, in his way and, like, keep him safe. In quotation marks. For sure. Now I'm looking up how grapple works, because Starfinder rules are a little weird. It's sad that my armor goes makes it go down. Actually, grapple is a an attack, so that's the, that's the right call at least. Uh, grapples in Starfinder are called combat maneuvers. There's a bunch of different combat maneuvers you can do. Doing this combat maneuver, you will make a melee attack against the opponent's KAC plus eight. It's not with my athletics. It's just a flat melee attack. Yeah. So what would that actually be? Would that be? Uh, uh, you can D20 make your sword plus... attack. That's okay. All I care. You make a melee attack roll, but you're not like you're not trying to actually do anything. Right, like, you're not trying cool to hit him. Bonuses, right? Dude, give me that melee attack. Can you grapple him? Nineteen. KC plus huh? eight. Uh, he's not outfitted to Ooh. be here, so his KC plus eight is eighteen. Ooh, nice. One over. Yep. So he begins to move away from you, and what do you do? I just like. I literally, like, strong-arm him like you would if, like, you stop too fast in, like, a car of, like, and you put your arm out in front of somebody. I'm just, like, doing the Mr. Bodyguard thing. You <gasps> would tell a celebrity just, like, put, putting him as far behind me and kind of squishing him behind my rocky physique as okay. much as possible. As you do, he's, like, trying to throw your arm off. He's like, let me get a shot off and you better go after him. 
And he's like, he's literally t- attempting to tell you not to do what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And I'll say, uh, I was told to protect you. I don't know who else is out here. They could have whole legions. And then while I'm kind of like yakety saxing my way through this uh, conversation, trying not to hurt this man, <laughs> I would like to send a quick text off to Moat, like assuming that he knows where to go, but saying, send like, we need a car pickup for the Lodge of Dreams, right? So if anyone saw my thing, they wouldn't know who I was texting. But I specifically asked Nanal where we should go, like bring the call around so we can get to the Lodge. Let me finish his turn real quick, and then we'll go with your text real quick. Okay, okay yeah. Okay, yes. I, yeah, that's fine. I didn't I didn't take his turn. So he he gets stopped by you from this grapple reaction. He attempts to bring his like gun like past your side, and he it's like, again, it's this large, like, revolver-esque but it's huge it's like as big as his hand which is a pretty big hand uh and he lets it off and it rings out very loud the name of the gun is called a hand cannon for people that want to know uh he lets it off does a 14 hit your kac yeah okay uh you you feel this very large slug just into your back as it kind of makes you stumble uh you take 17 piercing damage Oh, so, so I'm we, sorry. So we, what? We, my, my grapple didn't like. I was specifically trying to like give Moat a little bit of cover. Wait, did I say 17? Sorry. Yeah, sorry. No, sorry, sorry. 17. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I, I'm reading it. And my brain's stupid. Uh, you take seven piercing there. Okay. Okay. Don't do that. Do us waffles. I heard everyone shit. say what, and I was like, what? It's set, like he's not dead. It's seven piercing. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, waffles. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes, that's with the cover. Okay. He, he rolled quite well. Damn it. And Moat no longer has a face screen because he no longer has a face. He got hit in the back, but seven piercing damage. Let me rephrase that. <laughs> uh, okay, now you can finish your text, Eisen. Sorry about that. Uh, I will say, hearing that ring out uh, and not necessarily knowing where Moat is, I'm just going to text out, we need to get to cover fast, bring the car around so we can rendezvous at the Lodge of Dreams, bring the car around, right? In, in a text that is, if my phone were to be grabbed, isn't out of the ordinary for, like, the additional security we supposedly have. Okay. That, and that text is sent to who? That, that is specifically sent to you, Moat. <laughs> I don't know if your, like, headset let, lets you see that, like, while you're running or whatever, but, um... Oh, yeah. Moat's visor is a uh, communicator device, so it just pops up, like, a little notification. It's Iron Man. Bing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's totally a Jarvis face mask. I mean, yeah. I mean, come on. I'm definitely down to say you can see it. Like, you couldn't send anything. Like, you can't text to talk to text or anything like that. But so you see that pop up. Does it mark it as red? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> Left on red. That's up to you guys. <laughs> Left on scene. Wait, so, so, Aizen, you, you send a text and you don't run after Moat. No, so hold on. I was going to ask, is that sending the text my action, or is it a swift action, or what, it's does, an what action. does that feel? Okay. Uh, in that case, then, I'm going to move and follow his orders and say, stay there, I was told to keep you safe. If you come anywhere near, I can't uh, protect you and chase after him. You have to stay with somebody. Okay. And, and then he jogs <laughs> lightly to not catch him. <laughs> Look, I use my action to send the text anyway, so I can only, like, I can only move there so far, go. right? I know this is important, but I have the, to tell um, Boo. Beach run in slow-mo. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's important to keep everyone up to date and to, like, uh-huh, uh-huh, notify uh-huh. the teens. I'm being the consummate bodyguard here. Sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> Tetsu, would you like to spin a resolve point to stabilize? 
Meanwhile, the bodyguard oh, yeah. bleeds out on the floor, pulls out his phone to send a tip. No. Uh, yes, I will spend the resolve <laughs> point to stabilize. Okay. You're no longer dying. You're now stable. Still prone and unconscious on the ground. Moat. That's great. Does he, does he have one, like, health? Or Not whatever? yet. Nope. Nope. He okay. has zero health. Resolve point. He is uh, just stable, flat, unconscious, zero HP. When you have one health, you're conscious, basically. Uh, Mo, it is your turn. I need an engineering check. All right. You You're drop good. it. Let's do this. Spike it on the ground. Ah, uh, 13. Ooh. I, since I don't know the result of that, I actually want to go ahead and use that hero point to reroll this engineering check. It was a natural five. Uh, four. It's for the black box. Boom. Very so Much better. 17. <laughs> 17. Okay. 17. Uh, as you're running, you kind of glance down at the black box a little still in your hand before you've had a chance to tuck it away or anything. And you're watching these, like, you just see out of your peripheral, these circuits kind of dancing around it. And you watch as one goes to dance all the way to the side, it kind of dissipates and flickers out. Then another one gets about halfway up it, kind of dissipates, flickers out. And you're, you're watching it, and you know very well that this is... This is something that is losing power. Oh, shit. Hmm. All right. So when Eisen texted to get the car, I, I forgot. It's been three weeks since I was part of this. We don't have a car. It, no. Eisen no, just wants have... Moat to get to the rendezvous point, essentially. Yep. Yes. Yes. Uh, okay. I will, I will say, based on the map that you guys did look up, like the very basic super map of Roselight, you understand that Dreamer's Lodge would probably be somewhere around 20 to 30 minutes out. Goodness. On, on foot. Yeah. Oh, my God. So probably it'd be mm. like a 5, 10 minute drive with really good traffic. I guess you're uh, hijacking a car. GTA. Zeha did uh, text Taxi. us like all of the like battery requirements. Like, because the guy did talk, like, it needs to stay in a very particular energy environment. I didn't say it's nine volts. Yeah, uh, you don't you don't have specific <laughs> battery requirements. You just know that it needs a very high energy piece. Uh, I think I said, and if I didn't, I will retcon it slightly. That you also know that it could survive on a lesser battery power for very quickly. Like, because mm-hmm. you guys were talking about plugging it up to computers and stuff, and I was like, yeah, but it's not a permanent solution. Right. Okay, so it might extend mm-hmm. it like a little bit. Mm-hmm. Basically. It's like plugging your phone up to... I'm trying to think of like a bad thing to plug your phone up to. I don't even know. A potato. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say potato clock. Like one of those really bad external like battery chargers that never held the charge. That's actually perfect. Uh, it keeps it... Basically, you plug it up to one of those bad ex- external chargers. It keeps it at the charge it's at. But the second you unplug it, it starts dying again. Mm-hmm. Would Wasp yeah. like, be something he could plug it into? Or like... That's a good question. That's a promote that design. would be a great thing, and that yeah. is something I would definitely do if Wasp had any shot at getting close to me without me getting shot by that fucking gun again. <laughs> well, I'm still providing without you me cover. Bolting. Okay, so Moat's general go fast. instinct at this point is to get away while taking a full get out of dodge movement. So going like full full retreat, four times moving in a straight line. Wasp is going to continue to follow. It can only fly 30 feet, so eventually it'll catch up, but likely not Doing before Moat has a chance to get somewhere where they can hunker down for a moment. 
Just uh, just a question for myself. Wasp can't take full round actions or runs or anything like that? Correct. Okay. Limited AI only allows Wasp to take a single action to attack or to move. For sure. Move action. So unless Moat has direct control over it. Got okay. it. So with that, Moat bolts and begins thinking, okay, okay, I can I can probably uh, rewire my pulse caster and get that set up to uh, hold this thing for a little bit, but uh, not sure how long this lasts. Crap. Crap. So Moat will begin theory crafting, rewiring a pulse caster pistol battery to charge this thing or keep it up to date. Okay, give me another engineering check. You got it. This is something I go, love go. and hate about Starfinder. It's like all knowledge checks are free. So technically, like, let's not go crazy, but technically you can take like 15 knowledge checks in one turn. <laughs> mm. Yeah, true. Wow, though. That's a, that's a 13. <laughs> so. Okay. You basically do the Sherlock Holmes scene. What I will tell you is like, while you're running, you're sitting here, you're running, you're running. It's like you move like 100 feet, disappear down an alley. And you're theory crafting this thing in your head, trying to rewire this battery, this pulse pistol. And the immediate thought in your head is there's no way for something so mundane to work. And that's where we'll take a break. <laughs> oh, boy. No. no.